Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for checking into the best Houston sports podcast. And we welcome back to the show NFL draft expert Joe DeLeon, who hosts the NFL draft prospects podcast with Ryan Roberts. And Joe, not sure if you noticed, but the Texans need a quarterback, man. <laughs> yeah, and I was just saying this to you before we hopped on as somebody who covered the Giants and also no, I no longer cover the Giants, but I'm still a Giants fan. Watching Daniel Jones get so many extra opportunities and extra years than he probably should have uh, makes me kind of feel that there's still that possibility that Houston might try to allow Davis Mills to hang around for a little bit longer. But if they don't and they want to start fresh with somebody talented, there's a lot of really fun quarterbacks in this class uh it's not a perfect year and i think a lot of people came into this season assuming it was going to be you know really really stacked but still nonetheless if the texans decide to go that route they can easily replace uh davis mills with with a talented player do you remember what you thought of mills when he came out where where he was in your class that was before i was like really doing super in-depth evaluations but I, i did have an opinion on him and like Davis Mills was was fun and he's very high ceiling player if he could play up to that that potential that he has. And there are parallels to be drawn between him and what Daniel Jones was coming out of Duke, both really smart players, good athletes, good arms. Uh, but if that processing ability, that decision making doesn't play with the talent, then you have a lot of mistakes, you've got a lot of issues. And it's not like Houston doesn't have options for him it's not like they don't have a good offensive line or an improved offensive line this year like Kenny Green's been fantastic Damian Pierce has been fantastic you've got Brandon Cooks it's less of an excuse for Mills than it was for Daniel Jones because his offensive line was terrible uh and on top of that he had an injured Saquon Barkley and no receivers but Davis Mills kind of has played up to what that expectation was if if he can bring the talent up to that decision-making, he could be really good. But I just, I haven't seen it. And it might be better for them to, to cut their losses if they're picking first overall, which the Giants never were afforded that opportunity. It's it's time to use that that draft spot to their advantage. Yeah, I think it's a pretty good shot. They're going to be drafting first overall. I, I want to ask you right off the bat, who's your number one quarterback? Is it Bryce Young, which everybody is kind of talking about? That's the That's the guy. Yeah, a lot of people, too, are pushing for C.J. Stroud or Will Levis, but I am in neither of their camps right now. I am all in on Bryce Young. I absolutely loved what I saw from Bryce Young during the offseason. And although Alabama has struggled a little bit this year and they've had some issues, he's not been the reason why they've been bad. If anything, Bryce Young, despite not having open receivers, has ascended and brought his team back into games. I look at what happened against Texas. I look at what happened against Tennessee. He had some troubles against LSU, but he still got them in a position to win the game. Bryce Young has that not only the decision-making, the pocket awareness, the mobility. He's got all the traits that you want in a smaller quarterback, a Russell Wilson-type quarterback, the composure. But the thing that really draws me to Bryce Young is something that's not totally quantifiable. We, we tend to get caught up with the Will Levises and the Anthony Richardsons and the Davis Mills uh, type quarterbacks that are like all traits. But the thing that I always like to bring into the conversation is how do they impact the game? How, how do they, can they take over a game when the game is on the line and they need their team to win? And Bryce Young out of any of these quarterbacks does that the most. If, if you're going to put Stroud or Levis over him based on traits, 
I would immediately, and it's by a slight margin, it's not by like a vastly significant margin, I would argue that that ability to win games for your team in a crunch time situation with limited options brings him up further than the guys that have better traits. Is the comp to him Russell Wilson, or is that too easy just because of his size? I think it's a little too easy, but at the same time, I don't find myself discovering a better comp for him. Uh, I think it makes the most sense. Like early Russell Wilson, before he turned into whatever he is right now, was a guy who was really smart, really quick on the run, uh, was very, very mobile. His pocket awareness was the best in the NFL, despite having a really bad offensive line for most of his career. What Russell Wilson did, I think, is comparable to what Bryce Young can do early on in wherever he ends up. What are the red flags with Bryce? Do you have some? The big one and the simple one and the one that's going to get brought up and potentially drag him down. I think it's likely that so many people are going to nitpick him for this is his size. He's he's very he's 5'11", and unlike Russell Wilson, who was very thickly built, almost like a running back, Bryce is really thin. I don't know what his weight's listed at. I, I bet he's like listed at 190, but he might even be lighter than that. And when you've got a smaller quarterback to deal with the likelihood of, hypothetically say he's not on the Houston Texans, if he goes to a team that has a bad offensive line, you're getting hit a lot and you have a light frame. It's not like in college there's more games. The defenders are bigger and more explosive. They're also playing for paychecks and they want to prove themselves. They're going to try and kill you. They're going to try and take you out of games. And we see... All these quarterback injuries that completely derailed the seasons of good teams, I would be a little worried about Bryce's size. And I don't I don't know if that's something that's going to be focused on by his training staff during his pre-draft process. I think it should be. You should try to add five to ten pounds during that period of time if you can. But the the size thing is definitely something that that comes into consideration. We shouldn't worry about a guy that's just been working with Bill O'Brien for the last bit because that's that's the comedy of the whole thing for the Texans fans. Right. I mean, that is that is a, a, a perfect, perfect irony that um, he he's been working with Bill O'Brien. And I mean, the one thing I will say is that Bill O'Brien's time in, in this past season has been questionable. The, the play calling hasn't been as good. and There's been some limitations. So like he's been in a really difficult situation this year. The, the argument that could have been made is, like last year, like, oh, good offensive line. He's He's got really good running backs. He's got all these really good receivers that he's throwing to. And it, now this year, he doesn't have any of that evidence. Their offensive line's been bad. The run game's been fantastic, but he's got no receivers. So the fact that he, like, looks better possibly than he did last season, I think is is a sign of promise for for a prospect like Bryce Young. Yeah, overcoming Bill O'Brien is is a plus in his, <laughs> in his column. Uh, just a quick reminder to support the show by subscribing and commenting on YouTube. Don't forget to look for our live Texans post-game shows every week after the games with my co-host, Sports Radio 610's Sean Bajani. Of course, Sean at the home of the Houston Texans, Sports Radio 610. And if you missed the live stream, look for the shows on our YouTube page live tab. You can always go back and listen to it. Uh, listen to our show this past Sunday, our live post-game show. But, uh, Joe, uh, let's go to some of the other quarterbacks. Who, who's number two on your board? Right now it's C.J. Stroud. If, if we're removing some of the things I was talking about with the impact in the game, Stroud physically has all the tools that you want. Big, six foot three, got a nice frame on him. He's not a lighter quarterback. His arm is fantastic. And then his mobility, his athleticism. We've even seen him in some games this year, particularly – the Northwestern one, 
where he used his legs to his advantage. And I believe he rushed for more yards than he threw for. So we've got another guy that looks like Justin Fields in a way. I'm not comparing that directly, but there are some similarities to be made there. Um, I, I think that Stroud has been really, really good in some spots. But the one thing that does become concerning with C.J. Stroud from Ohio State is that being an Ohio State quarterback, you're not asked to make a lot of decisions. There are a lot of limitations on what is required of you reading a defense, looking at what's in front of you. And this is part of the reason why I have Bryce ahead of him is that Bryce is actually asked to read a defense, go through his progressions. We have seen times where CJ has overthought things, not really know where to take the football, and he has still tried to force it into one of his initial reads. That decision-making needs to be worked on. And again, it's something that we talk about every single year with these Ohio State quarterbacks that is a concern. And that's something that's not going to be figured out until he gets to the NFL. It's something that is going to take him being thrown into the water to determine if he is going to be able to take that next step. It's not going to happen in the next few weeks at Ohio State. And it didn't happen at all this season uh, at Ohio State because he wasn't asked to do anything differently. Is there a big drop between Bryce and CJ? No, I don't I don't think so. Just because of the, their differences. Like I... If we're grading purely off of talent, C.J. Stroud is is ahead of Bryce Young. If we're grading purely off of processing ability and awareness and composure, Bryce Young is ahead of him. This is a 1A, 1B situation. It just purely depends on what a team is working for and what they're, what they're dealing with. I think that Bryce fits better for a team that might be more properly positioned to win sooner. And then a guy like C.J. Stroud is going to be better positioned for a team maybe that is developing a little bit. You know, someone that is going to be a couple years away. And you, Like what we're seeing with Justin Fields and the Bears right now. He's still figuring out the position. His decision-making is not entirely there. And the Bears are a team that's still figuring themselves out. So he doesn't have time. He has time. He doesn't need to figure it out right this second because there's not an expectation to necessarily win games. How many quarterbacks in this class have high-end potential, do you feel like? Where is the separation at? How, how many guys are there? I would say, for me, off the top of my head, I would say five. And the other three I would bring into the conversation. And there's obviously going to be outliers that have really high potential, but very, very high risk. But Will Levis, Hendon Hooker, and Anthony Richardson have really high potential, and they're all going to receive first-round considerations. Will Levis has arguably even better traits than C.J. Stroud, but he, in terms of actualizing those traits, has probably been the worst out of any of the quarterbacks in that top five. Uh, We have seen some abysmal games from him this year. There was this high expectation that he could be Josh Allen, and he's even called himself and said, like, hey, I watched Josh Allen. This is a guy I try to replicate my game after, but he has not played anything like him. He has not ascended and, and taken over games the way that Josh Allen has. Maybe he can hit that potential. He's got that in him. He's a great runner. He's a big, strong uh, kid, a powerful athlete, powerful arm. Again, it's just that it not only is he not bringing that talent to his decision-making, but he's also on top of that. Um, he's making really, really bad, questionable mistakes that are bringing him down even further than that. Hendon Hooker has played really well, and he's probably the closest to his ceiling out of any player in this class because he's 24, and I think he's going to be – 25 by the time he takes a snap in the NFL. And if Kenny Pickett can go where he did, Hendon Hooker absolutely can. I love his deep ball accuracy. I love his athleticism. The things that he's done for Tennessee this year, I talked about him 
in the preseason and comparing him with Will Levis and trying to make that evaluation of who's better. And I thought that Hendon Hooker was showing me a lot more than, than Will Levis. And he actually took that step, which is promising. But the the last outlier is, is Anthony Richardson from Florida. I don't know if he's going to declare or not. Uh, I can't say for sure. And I hope that he goes back. It's probably going to be better for his evaluation because he's the rawest out of anybody. He is also the most promising because he's built like Cam Newton. He runs like Cam Newton. And we're talking about a guy being able to take over games and Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson has done that multiple times with not a lot around him and also not like a, a fully developed skill set. He is so, so raw where some games it, he plays terribly. He'll have a, a horrendous game and he's done it multiple times this year, especially the Kentucky game is one of them. But then he'll show up against Georgia or Texas A&M or Utah and completely take over the game with his legs or his arm. And he, he is so talented. It's just he's probably the biggest risk to reward ratio out of any of these quarterbacks in the class. What order do you have those next three guys in? Is it that order? No, I would probably place them. I would I would go Hendon Hooker, Anthony Richardson, Will Levis is the ordering I would go for those three guys. Uh, is there anybody that you feel like you, you're still not sure about from, you said there are three other guys that, that might be the separation. Is there anybody that you think could get in that top five group uh, after, you know, everybody takes a look at the, at the, at the quarterbacks and, you know, dissects them a little bit more. Right. And I think uh, like somebody that's might get some run is, is Jaron Hall from, from BYU. And like, that's, that's really the only other guy that I've, I've seen brought up in the discussion. Um, and there's other talented names that are, are worth acknowledging, but like, I think for the most part, our attention is going to be hyper-focused on the five guys that, that, I, you know, I just brought up today. Yeah. It just feels like, you know, with the Texans, it, unless that for some reason they drop out of this first spot and they're also going to have that Browns pick to potentially, if they're not in the first spot, they can get themselves back there. Uh, it, it, it feels like more and more you're zeroing in on, on Bryce young with, with this class. Is, is that what you would expect with the Texans? Because I mean, you know, for them, this is the best chance to, to really make that splash move. You, you might not get that chance if you keep improving in other areas and years later, and then now you, you're not in that top five uh, NFL teams in the draft. Yeah, and if they're picking in the top two or, or top three even, I think it's going to be narrowing down between Stroud or Bryce Young, and then it's just best available at that point. But if they're picking first overall, I still firmly believe that the decision should be Bryce Young. However, I have a feeling that it might be C.J. Stroud just based on how the NFL tends to evaluate and make decisions on quarterbacks. What does this draft look like to you from a quarterback standpoint? I mean, last year was not good. We're, we're still trying to figure out what, what happened a couple of years ago because a lot of those guys that everybody was excited about haven't splashed yet. You could say it, it's not as good as we thought it was going to be. What does this one look like to you? Yeah, I think that this one is is much improved from last year. It was a little overhyped at the start of the season. I don't know if you, you remember the – fact that Mel Kuyper went out of his way immediately after the draft and was like, there are seven guys that would draft in the first round. And I, I don't think that that is the case at all this year. I think a lot of these guys um, have kind of narrowed out and we now see that it is likely going to be closer to five and it might even be four if decisions are made on Anthony Richardson, on Will Levis and Hendon Hooker, if they're good enough to be drafted in the first round. But um, 
yeah, no, I, I think that this grouping is good enough and it's good enough that you can find a, an eventual long-term starter. Last year's class was terrible, as you talked about. Uh, and there was really nobody to build around, which is really daunting to me that the Pittsburgh Steelers invested a pick in Kenny Pickett of all people. Um, but I think that there is certainly multiple opportunities. Like say hypothetically the Texans went out and drafting at like seven or, or 10 or something. Still guys for them to take. There's, there's still options for them to take that might be a little more developmental, a little more high risk, uh, but there's still a lot more options than there were last year. If you throw away the quarterbacks <laughs> from this draft, uh, who's your just your just best overall player? Is is, uh, is Bryce the best overall player, or would you pick somebody else just regardless of position? Outside of the quarterbacks, uh, none of them are actually the best prospects for me in this class, and I, I'm yet to do my finalized rankings i'm still haven't even really dove into this class yet but in terms of the evaluations that i did in the preseason i had will anderson the edge rusher from alabama and jalen carter the defensive tackle from georgia as the top two most talented players in this class you look at will anderson although statistically had not had the same year as he did last season is still really really good a guy who takes over games as an edge rusher his his power profile for a smaller guy and his motor takes him from being a, a really good prospect to being an elite one. And he might actually be one of the best edge prospects that we've ever, ever seen. Like, and I don't think that should be hyperbole um, to say that, that he's up there with the Von Millers and the Devion Clownies. And the thing that makes him even more exciting is that his motor is better than both of those guys. And if, if he can, you know, he can step in and dominate right away. He is somebody that, there's going to be two quarterbacks taken at one and two probably, and then he'll go three. And then everyone's going to be like, why the hell didn't we take uh, Will Anderson? Why did we choose to go quarterback? It's going to be a, something that's going to be debated probably for years after he's selected. But if defensive tackles were valued more, I think Jalen Carter has the capability to maybe be like an Aaron Donald type guy and how much he's impacted the game. Uh, very, very dominant player that doesn't always show up on a stat sheet, but he has that potential too. He can play all over a defensive front. He is not only someone who eats up blocks, but he he destroys them. He blows them up. He's throwing guys aside like it's nothing. He's making plays in the backfield. He is a tackle for loss machine. But those two guys, to me, are, are easily far and away the best in the class. But they're likely not going to get drafted as high as the quarterbacks because of the positional value that we all know and consider to be uh, for the quarterback position. Yeah, it's real interesting because Casario – comes from the Patriots. The Patriots and Casario seem to like Alabama players. The Texans just drafted John Mechie and Christian yep. Harris out of Alabama. You're talking about Bryce Young. You're talking about, you know, a couple of Alabama guys at the top of the draft. So, you know, it, it feels like we're, we're, we're going to an Alabama guy one way or the other for the Texans, no, no matter what they do. Let me ask you one other thing, because uh, this is going to be a big deal for the Texans. They, they've got a lot of picks this year. In the, in the in the first four rounds. And I, I can tell you, outside of quarterback, it's pretty obvious what they need. Their front seven is atrocious. It's got to be the worst in the NFL. There's not a lot of depth. Is there depth in this draft in the front seven? Linebackers, defensive linemen, tackles, all, all of those positions, defensive ends. What are you seeing so far? In terms of linebackers, there are a number of players and there's decent depth at that position. I think that 
where there's stronger talent is at edge and at defensive tackle. There are a lot of really, really good defensive tackles in this class outside of Jalen Carter. And I, I look specifically at the guys that like at Clemson right now, like that's a really good example that we've got two guys that are going to get drafted in the first round in Brian Brzee and Miles Murphy. There is really strong draft, uh, uh, depth along the, the, the defensive line. The linebacker group is a little not thin, um, but I don't think it's as strong. If, if for the case of the Texans, they're coming back in the second round, like a guy like Jack Campbell or, or Justin Jacobs or Noah Sewell would potentially be available there if they're looking to fill that linebacker. But there are some strong pieces in the front seven that they'll be able to to resolve. Yeah, we may be coming back to you in a couple of months and asking you because I know you'll have a better idea in two yes. or three months down the road about wh where we are in the depth department. But there's no question. Like I, I knew at this moment in the season, like the the Texans, it's very, 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 very likely they're going to be taking a quarterback. So I, I knew that's yes. what we needed to start with. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on with your show. Yeah, yeah. For uh, anyone who wants to check it out, uh, Ryan and I are a little, moving a little slower for the draft stuff, just because it's the middle of the football season. And we've got our our college football obligations that we uh, that we handle. But uh, NFL Draft Prospects podcast on wherever you find a podcast, but our YouTube channel that hosts the draft content as well as our college football reactions, uh, our high school recruiting breakdowns, Hack City is where you can find that. There's a lot of really great stuff on that channel, a lot of diverse different content out there. I know I host pretty much all of it, but, uh, you know, still really fun stuff to talk about for anyone who wants to check it out uh, the, for the video version as, as well. I know our Texans fans will be zeroing in on you guys and other content <laughs> as the as we get towards the end of the season. Um, it's going to be a, a, it's going to be big draft season for the Texans fans for sure. Probably more than than playoff season coming up. But uh, again, it's always great to catch up with you. And thanks so much for doing this. I look forward to doing this again in a couple of months. Of course, thanks, Robert. I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be checking in periodically over the uh, over the off season because, again, to your point. A lot of moves that can be made for the Texans that can turn this team into a, a promising young one into a, a very, very dangerous one in a couple of seasons. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Hey, you can support the show by subscribing on YouTube and commenting on the videos. Listen to Houston Sports Talk on Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and Google. Don't forget to tell a friend and share our show on social media. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening.